Welcome back guys to another podcast. Um, this week's guest we've got is Trigger. Welcome back Trigger, how have you been? Thank you Simon, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Um, what have you been up to since your last last time you uh, come on to the podcast? Well, as of lately, all I've been doing is cleaning and taking care of Trigger, but planning on today going either fishing or out uh, looking for some more gems. Oh, nice. Um, you got any more stories or do you want me to start telling you a couple stories that I've been doing? I don't mind. I don't have any stories, so you, you, you head on to that, Simon. Okay, um, what can I say? Um... Well, when I was a kid, I had like loads of birds, budgies, African greys. Um, there's one story I can tell you what I'd done about six years ago. It's on my Instagram. Uh, it's the very first picture what I stuck on there. Go and check it out if you're not already on there. Is when I used to do uh, Asian weddings, um, taking up the horse and not even half a mile. It's like a five minute walk, and that was brilliant. Um, I love doing that job, just taking up the horse, riding it, and doing whatever. I have got so many I, stories. I saw them, I like those pictures. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't even know where to start with these stories, because I've got so many. <laughs> well, you told me one last night, so why don't you start with that one, Simon? Uh, what about the, um, at the time, my father-in-law, what he done? Yeah. Um, well, five o'clock in the morning, as we get down to the stables, um, he said, can you r- ride? I went, yeah, of course I can ride the horse. He went, get on the horse, and the next minute, he was coming out with fireworks, air horns. He was blowing right next to the horse while I was on it. There's me thinking, oh no, I'm gonna die. He'd done every single one, and not once did that horse flinch. Soon as I got off it, we untacked him, we let him go, and he went absolutely berserk, getting off all of his steam. It was unreal. I thought I was going to die as soon as he started doing all the fireworks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that was a mad day. It was a good day as well. Um, that's the first time. That was the first day on that job, and he scared the hell out of me. But I really did enjoy that. Have you Basically had... a bomb-proof horse. Yeah, precisely, a bomb-proof horse. Um, you can set a grenade off next to it and still be standing. That's how well-trained it is. That's a good horse. Good trainers, at oh. least. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the owners of that horse absolutely adore it. Anything happened, wow. I, I wouldn't like to be in the, in the area um, yeah. of it. As far as I'm aware, that horse is still alive. This, like, obviously six years ago, so I think the horse yeah. is getting on for that time, so I haven't really been in contact since with the owners, so I should do, really. Yeah. Um, what other stories have I got? Oh, I've got so many. Um, there's another one. My boy Rex, when I first got him. Um, if you're going to get any animal, always research lucky enough I researched him because when I went to see him the the pet shop turned around and said to me yeah he eats vegetables fruits and that you don't need to give him much mate since I um, come to research into it they lied to me he actually does eat more meat than he than anything else he don't eat no fruit veg it's always meat I went back there I had a yeah. little bit of a go at him saying like you shouldn't give people false information because I could have killed him if I didn't do it. Yeah, and this is exactly why you need to research everything that you get from a pet shop. Precisely. Um, The new pet shop, what I'm with now, they're fantastic. Um, Everything, because I've brought a couple animals off them now, um, everything they've told me, I've gone and researched it, or I knew it anyway just testing them and they spot on with everything that pet shop is a five star pet shop and they are so um what's the word if 
um, that they have to be cruel to be kind, basically, with people. If you go in the pet shop and say, "I want that pet, uh, I want that cage for an African grey," but then you change yeah. your mind and you want, I don't know, a budgie, they they wouldn't sell you that cage for a budgie, even though you said that you was getting an African grey. That not like other pet shops where they just sell you it to get the money. They are hard. Yeah. They are so harsh and. I've always recommended them to people. Um, if you yeah. go down to... I, I don't go to our pet shops. Sorry? No, I don't go to our pet shops because they do that same thing. If you go and get a chinchilla, they don't tell you that it needs a dirt bath. No, they'll just, oh, here's here's a cage for it. You're good. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I, I just don't like pet shops like that. Um, I, if I know that the pet shop knows what they're doing, I stick to them 100% and I'll back them all the way. Yeah. If you go down to, if you live in England, going to Kent, a, um, a little town called Sittingbourne, and it's called The Little Pet Shop. Go in there, they're fantastic, and they can sort you out with any animal, if they can get hold of them. Yeah. Um, that's a little freebie yeah. for them, shout out for that pet shop. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, a lot of pet shops get good names. Yeah, no, um, they're a small little shop, but they are brilliant people. Um, they've sorted them out of yeah. quite a few animals. I've helped them out, they've helped me out. Um, yeah. And that's what I really hear. The smaller pet shops actually are better than the, the big brand named pet shops. I wouldn't, rec I wouldn't say that, but yeah, a lot of them are. Um, I've had a couple yeah. of pet shops trying to be like big pet shops and it doesn't work out they've got bad names yeah um there's one where i live i've asked them to get me something in yeah we'll ring you back blah 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 within a couple of days never did i've asked them oh what's going on never got back to me we don't know what you're about pretty much lying to me making me look like a liar um they've sold animals to people Within two, three days, they end up dead. It's pretty horrific. And I don't know how they're oh still... God. Yeah, I really don't know how they're still selling animals. And Yeah, John... John's had that same issue where he would... He, like, he, like he was saying, his elephant rat lived for freaking ages. And he was supposed to be a... Uh, um, a food rat, so he was supposed to give it to a snake or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, he kept it as a pet. His pet, that, that little elephant rat, died literally, I think it was like within five, six years. Oh, wow. It's quite well. And then, and then he went back. His brother also had one which died same time the other one did. His brother went back and got a uh, another rat from one of our little pet stores here pet trailer, I think it was yeah and uh, it died within a week yeah I, I just don't understand because anything happens like that within two three days of that animal dying I would take it back to a pet shop and say look this has died you need to sort yeah. me out something a discount or something because if that was me yeah. I would like to keep my name and I would send it off to the vet and say can you tell me why this died I never thought of that. That's actually really freaking smart. Yeah, I've, I've done it once. Where I had the fish, I paid £300 when I used to keep fish uh, for this certain type of fish. And, um, yeah, within two days, it died. So I took it back. They they tried blaming me that I got in wrong type of, like, the heat was wrong in the water and everything. I went... Wow. I actually got them to come in my car... I drove them to my house, I gave them all my information, I said, you test that water. He went, no, everything's right. I went, I know it's right. I want you to send that fish off, you're paying for it, to see why it died. I got yeah. all my money back, and I gave them a bad reputation. <laughs> oh, good. No, I'm, I'm not going to be tried getting screwed over. I did threaten them that I would take them to court. Yeah. The amount of people that turned around and said, yeah, I, I just don't like 
companies that try and screw you over with animals and everything like that. Yeah, it's, that's insanity. It, it happens where wherever you go, that that is one thing will always happen. Yeah. Yeah, especially with ours down here, there's you got to go to those small pet shops. Yeah. To even have any viable information on actual animals that you're planning on buying. With our big ones, our Petco's and our um, Pet Smarts, especially Pet Smart, it's trash. Yeah, I know. I've, obviously, because I live in England, um, I've heard a lot about Petco and Pet Smart, how horrible yeah. they are, how they look after their animals. Um, we have got well, a big. Yeah. And- and they get all of their animals from uh, puppy meals. <laughs> I, I don't know why or how they can do that. It's probably saving money for them in the long run. I, I think so. I think that's why they do it. The thing is, if you get a like, if you go to Pet Smart, which is where the puppy meal branch started. Yeah. Um, your dog. If you if you go buy a dog or a cat there. They're gonna fucking die within. Oops, my bad. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. They're going to die within a matter of a couple months. Yeah, yeah. Um. See, if I was the CEO of a company that big, and I've got a franchise all across America or the UK, one thing I would make sure I would have is 100% quality in everything I do. Oh yeah. I would make sure that I'll get in an extra two staff just to make sure the animals are 100% fed, watered, like they would do at a zoo, and you'd handle them to be moved on. A lot, it's like um, a lot of the small breeders in the hobby of reptiles. Everyone does it. If they're breeding snakes, they would handle them, let them get bit, so when they move on to their new home, they're friendly and they can easily pick them up. I don't know why these big yeah. stores, they've got the money, go and do that. I really don't understand. I know it's all to do with greed and that at the end of the day, but hiring an extra couple of hands won't hurt. Yeah. And honestly, if you look, like, just research the place that you're planning on getting something first. Yeah. that's that's, that's where I learned not to go to Pet, pet Smart or Pet Co. for animals because I had to look at that stuff up and go... Oh yeah, not happening. Precisely, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I've started doing this for last year. Since I've been doing my reptile discoveries, I've been looking into so much more. Um, it's a whole different world from having animals to actually being in the hobby. It's a whole completely different world. The amount of people that you do meet being in that hobby is unreal. And yeah. You're not the first one to say that to me, and I always take that advice and pass it on to other people. Always research in what you do and where you get it from. Exactly, everything, especially animals. Yeah, from the temperature to the humidity to everything. Um, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, research it within two to three days. I would say research it from a month to two months max. That gives you enough time to save enough time to research into what their um, bedding is and the food and everything else how much it will cost you yeah that, that's what I do but obviously now because I've got enough animals I have to breed my own animals um, breed my own live food sorry yeah which would be better too because it saves your mind yeah it's I can't touch it yet, it'd be the end of the year until I can start actually touching the uh, animals that I'm breeding, but it still saved me so much money in the long run, it's unreal. I should have done this about six months ago, but it's one of Uh them things. Yeah. I am... what what um snakes have you got over there? Um, rattlesnakes you've got. What's your deadliest snake over America? Uh, from what I understand, in if 
you actually want to know the deadliest snake, most likely I think it's the copperhead or it's the uh, cotton mouth. All right, cool. And cool, then cool. the rattlesnake is like the third on the list, I think. Oh, I tell you what, if I had the money, I would actually go and get one. I, I know I need the license and everything over it and a big, big setup yeah. for it. Yeah. But I would work my ass off at work so I can go and get one. I, I would think that would be amazing to have. I know my boy wouldn't go near it, definitely when it starts rattling its tail, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that would be amazing to see. I accidentally kept a rattlesnake. Accidentally. I thought it was a bull snake. It looked exactly the same, and I was a little out of my mind, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I seen it crawling across the street, so I picked it up, and I took it home, and I put it in the cage, and we were, it wouldn't let us touch it at all, or feed it, or do anything, unless we, you know, <laughs> can I say it when I'm high? Oh dear. What happens when um, you're young? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ever do that, kids. Yeah, any kids listening, uh, don't do drugs. Um, he ended up escaping the cage when we were planning on moving. My brother forgot to put the top on it, and he escaped. And my dad found it behind his bag. Oh, uh, no. And just no. my just about killed him after he heard about it. Jeez. I don't, hopefully no one wasn't injured or anything, but wow. No. I'll tell you what, you must have some balls like finding out afterwards and would you tempted to go and pick it up afterwards? Because me being me, I, I think I would. Oh yeah, when I was little, I used to pick up baby rattlesnakes all the time. <laughs> Did you ever get bit? It by? was easy. No, I never got bit. I mean, I don't do it, okay, because I was stupid then, but don't do it. But I... Yeah, but we're always... Whenever I was when you're young, you're always stupid. You will always do stupid things when you're younger. Exactly. And I kind of wish I never did that, but it was really easy. You just, like, move you Like, I, I shouldn't even explain how you do it. No, I, I wouldn't, because otherwise there'd be too many people out there looking for snakes and trying yeah, to do I'm it. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> how to do it. Um, but they do like black cups like huge black cups it, it makes them feel safe yeah just like with every snake you give them a, a, a little hole and they'll go right into it yeah it's their um, little bit of protection yeah poor snakes but obviously um later in the year in the summer i'm looking for a film crew um and I want to go out looking for snakes and wild snakes in England. So that'd be quite cool if I can get a film crew together. All of that. Oh, yeah. None of this will be on TikTok. Um, all of this will be on my YouTube channel. I will, yeah. I will do like little videos, but it will be nothing like my YouTube for that yeah. series episode. That's going to be mental if that ever does happen. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that would be fun, though. Oh, yeah, definitely be fun. I know I would have to be on my guard a lot more, not like my snakes, what I've got here, my royal pythons. Um, I will have yeah. to be 100% wide awake for that. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that next year. Have you got over there any um, praying mantises at all? Or do you have to order them in? Yeah, we have praying mantises. I freaking love them, but. Um, uh, so basically, we got a. Uh... Alright, sorry everybody, I was a little sidetracked. Um, 
anyways, we have uh, the green. I don't, I don't know what they're called specifically, but the color of them, they're, they're completely green. Um, and if you really make them mad, if they don't want you to come up to them, they will fly around you and basically just dive bomb you. What, prey mantises? Yes, the one that we have, the ones that we have, that if you make them mad at all, they will literally fly around you and dive bomb you. I did not know. I've had it happen twice in my life. I've got a um, dead leaf mantis. Obviously, I want to get some more later in the year. But um, yeah, the only time he started to attack me when I was on live, but I did show him to the camera. As soon as he see himself on the camera, he started attacking it. Then he turned himself on me and started attacking me. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that that it was sweet, but it was scary because I'm like. What on earth are you doing? What are you attacking me for? Then he went back to the camera, so I put him away because he started getting freaking out. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, all of the animals that I ever messed with were basically wild. You know, they yeah. they'll sit over by the little lamp at night and just wait for the bugs. And if I go over there and touch them, that was the first time I was like, oh, praying mantis, and I went to go pick him up, and he literally flew around my head and just dive bombed me and I freaked out and I ran inside <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, I literally thought I was being attacked yeah no no I've learned something I didn't know that a fly are you, sh are, you are you definitely sure it was a praying mantis yeah wow I am definitely sure yeah I didn't think I could fly I'll have to send you a picture of uh, the ones that, that hear fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting. And um, I'll stick it up on, up on my uh, Instagram page, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, that... Yeah. I've only had it happen twice in my life, and it's basically only me either walking by or trying to pick them up, and that's... They're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. No, that's quite amazing. Um, damn. I, I'm speechless now. Like, I didn't think they, they actually fly. It, it takes oh, yeah, they get big here. Yeah, I can imagine because my one, it came really small and I thought, oh, he wasn't going to grow that, that massive, but he's quite massive. So I need oh, to yeah. calculate how many I need in these little enclosure. I'll probably only get like another three, four more. That'd be enough in there. Yeah. And a little bit more hides in this thing, anyway. Which, uh, what are praying mantises do you have? I've got a dead leaf mantis. They, okay. They're like brown and obviously they're colour of a leaf, so hence why they're called dead leaf oh. mantis. Oh. Um, I would like to get some more because there's quite a few little pretty ones out there, but I want to just keep to that specific mantis for now. Yeah. Um, in the future, yeah. I want to do like what I do with my spiders, is get like another four or five different um, breeds of mantis, then I can start explaining to yeah. people what they are. What breed yeah. they are, stuff like that, and start breeding them as well, because it'd be nice for pet shops to have the different variety of them. I know it's people calling out over yeah. England for them, but that's so expensive. They are pretty expensive. Yeah, um, over here for one, people are looking from ten pounds to twenty pounds and up, and that's usually what ours are. Yeah. Which it's not, I mean, for us, it's not a lot, but you're broke. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, feeding them is quite easy. Because um, I just normally get a tub of crickets, which I'm changing. So I want to get some um, locusts instead now. And just tip like, the baby ones in there for him. And let, let us stay. Yeah. He's happy in there for like, at least three months 
just eating away. It's quite yeah. amazing. They won't bother you. Yeah. They're just in there, quite happy. As long as they've got food and water, they're happy dangling upside down. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen baby praying mantises being born, which is actually really freaking cool. Um, the little it's like a little egg sac kind of, but there's like hundreds when they when they hatch. There's hundreds of them hatching, and they come out in like little little strings. All right, right? yeah. Like little webbing strings. Um, all I'm aware of what they actually do is after they're mated, the female rips the male's head off and leaves the oh, eggs yeah. inside. I, I know this is really gruesome now. This is why I'm interested in getting some and mating them to see. I know it's plain God, but it's interesting for educational purposes for everyone watching. Um, I'm pretty sure I have a picture or a video. I think I have a video of uh, them hatching. Oh, wow. You have to send it over. I'll see if I can find it. I don't know if it's on this phone or my other phone. Yeah. But, uh, if it's on my other phone, I'll upload it to Facebook. And I'll send it through, uh, Messenger. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Then, um... I'll stick it up on Instagram for you guys or my Facebook page. Either way, you guys will be able to see it. Yeah, it's actually really cool. I didn't, I didn't never, I sat there for days trying to see when it's going to hatch. I think it was a good week you, until they finally hatched. Yeah, I can imagine. And I sat up there until every single one of them hatched. <laughs> yes, um, Obviously, you guys have got cockroaches over there, so what's that like? Oh, uh, well, where is that place? I think it's like Morana. This was my tragic story in Morana. My mom, my stepdad, and I moved to Morana, or not Morana, it was some other place up in Phoenix. Yeah. And, uh, Every night, me and my mom would go for a walk. Well, when we first got there, we were unpacking everything. Well, we decided we wanted to go for a walk at night. And we go outside, just walking down the street all casually, and the freaking huge cockroach just runs across mine and my mom's feet. And me, me and hers just started hopping, right? <laughs> Finally, we actually looked down at the ground, and there's like hundreds just covering the freaking sidewalk. Whoa. I, me and my were freaking tormented. We just start running, hopping, running, hopping over these freaking things while they're running across our feet. That, that's mad. Like, was there any reason for them to be there, or? I have no idea. Could uh, it could it be like someone breeding them and they just chucked them all out? Uh, it was a huge place. I don't think it was breeding. I just think maybe it was just like the sewer cockroaches or whatever. You know. Oh, that that's like really weird. Like seeing them like that. I can understand being in the houses and that breeding. If a house is dirty, oh yeah. That's well, they're they're all freaking outside, all of them. Wow, that's just weird. Especially at night. Yeah, all all I can like you say, it might be through the zoo, sewers and that. Oh yeah. Um. We but, live. It was kind of next to, what is it, the Dead Cow Road or something like that. Um, basically, it was like a farmland. And then you had a good 300, 400 houses. And everywhere you walked at night, there, there'd, be a, there'd be a cockroach. That's, that's just mad. Like, obviously, me being me, I would just take a few hundred and start breeding indoors. <laughs> oh god, Ooh, no. No. I've got like two colonies here already in two different tubs while I'm breeding. So, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, obviously I would need to like clean them up and that because all, with all the um, diseases and that, what be on them. But apart from that, that'd be yeah. fine. Oh! Well, I remember it just popped into my head when I was about this is another story. 
when I was about six, seven years old, um, we had a African great called Katie. This parrot hated my brother to a passion. So there's me and my brother playing on the floor. It's around Christmas time. And um, my dad decides to get her out. And my mum turned and said, go and get Jonathan. And all of a sudden she looked over, started flapping her wings. He got up, she got him in the ass. And um, he's running around in circles as me creased myself laughing. She let go. And obviously then two just looked at each other. He turned around and looked at her. All of a sudden she flapped her wings, got her wings right out. He bolted, jumping across the settee. She's gone climbing up it, chasing right around the living room. And our living room at the time wasn't little, it was massive. Oh, good half an hour that was going round until my dad started to purr away. For some reason, that purr bird did not like him. Oh, I just wow. loved it. I loved that bird. Miss her, but... Obviously, when yeah. she passed away, my mum was in tears for a good two weeks. My mum wasn't eating nothing. My mum was just in... So down about it. But... There. With animals, you do expect it when they die. So... One minute yeah. you've got it, the next minute it's gone, so... Yeah. I had a duck that did that same thing to basically everybody that came near me, except for my mother. So our neighbor took in these two ducks. Um, one of them, because of the, they didn't get fed at all, one of them ended up hanging it, itself through the chicken wire. <laughs> and it died while the brother, the brother of that other duck was standing on top of the brother that died, trying to get grass out of the fence. <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, I was devastated. I was like, I am not letting that baby bird die. So I take that duck, um, the one that's alive, and I take him over to our house. Well, we had a huge green pasture, and all he did was just eat grass all fucking day long. <laughs> and uh, my neighbors, it was school time. Well, I wasn't going to school that day, but I was. our school bus stopped right in front of our house. Yeah. So our little neighbor kids were sitting right there, right, waiting for the school bus. And I come over with my duck, didn't think anything of it. I was like, come look at my duck, right? Well, these two, our two neighbor kids come over and this duck went wah, wah, like that, chased them halfway down the road. No way. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> Wouldn't let um, <laughs> my, my dad, my brother, my sister, wouldn't let anybody come near me except for my mother. Wow. That's... So I was that duck. Wow. That's uh. He's very protective of you. I love it when animals are like that. Exactly. My chicken. I had a chicken that basically did the same thing. He would follow me everywhere. That's mad. I got him because his brothers um, were picking on him. So yeah. he basically got a scab and all that stuff over his eye. So I had to heal him back to help. My dad brings me home this chicken with a messed up head. <laughs> and... Of course, I friggin' I, I'm nurturing him back to health and all that stuff. He would eat everything that was on my plate. It didn't matter what it was: rice, beans. He ate it. Finally, we had to take, we had to give it back to the freaking people. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't like leaving my side. This chicken was like, "You're not going anywhere without me." If I moved somewhere, he was like, "Whoa!" Ah, ah. <laughs> Running out with his one little eyeball too. <laughs> and. Uh, Finally, we had to give him back to our, the person that gave him to us. And uh, when we gave him back, they go, why did you feed this this chicken? Steroids? And I was like, no, everything I ate, he ate. <laughs> I take it it was a massive and, chicken. Oh, yeah. And then when we when he went back to where he, he came from, he was picking on all the other freaking chickens. No, oh, no, because you fed him meat. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Number one oh, rule: yeah. never feed chicken meat. <laughs> <laughs> you loved it. Yeah, I bet he did. Free meat, killing off his brother and sisters. <laughs> Got a murderer oh, on, on their hands. Did you ever have that chicken back? 
Did they keep it back or? No. No, they kept it, which kind of irritates me because they gave it to me. They 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 literally gave it. We're not going to do anything with this chicken here. You know, have it. So, and then all of a sudden, they want it back after I heal it. I d I don't understand why people would do that. Like, why? Just yeah. let them have it. Keep it you, as a pet. You know, what they should have done, like is at least tell me that they're going to take it back when it's healed. And if that's so, if I'm going to be the vet, pay me. Right, yeah. Pay you for your time, not give it to someone for a pet. Oh, yeah, a couple months there, we take it back. No, that, don't work yeah, like that. thanks no. for, you know, everything that you did, but we're not going to pay you or anything like that. We're just going to take it back. Like, okay, why am I a vet now? Yeah, no, that, that was a little bit naughty of them. They shouldn't have done that. But giving someone their I hope. named him Melman. Sorry? His name was Melman. <laughs> I thought you meant he was starting to attack Melman. That's why I went, sorry? No. <laughs> no. My son stood you. Huh. Um, I'm trying to think of other stories. I can't think of it right at the moment. But it will be. I bet you as soon as we end this podcast, I will think of loads of stories to tell. <laughs> it's not always the way. Oh, yeah. Well, look at last time when we done a podcast. We was talking for a good hour about random things what we used to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always the way. Because we were only on that podcast last time. What, like thirteen minutes? Yeah, just under fifteen minutes and last time. Yeah, and then as soon as we get off, we're just. We know we have every story in the book. Yeah, it's just always the way. And obviously, it's a lot more better this time. Obviously, the more we do it, the better we become. Obviously, we're still new at it. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed doing this. Um, and obviously, hopefully, the people listening enjoys it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope they enjoy it. Yeah, um... I'm hoping we get more guests on. Um, I'm hoping John, if he's there, would jump in um, in one of our podcasts as well. That'd be quite cool. As we said before, yeah. that's when everybody's yeah, not John, working. John doesn't know what a podcast is or how to do anything like that, so I have to explain to him what it is and everything. I'll, I will have but, to explain whenever he's around what he has to do. Yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I was somewhat talking to him about it last night about his rattlesnake bite and everything he's like well it's a simple story I got bit and rushed to the hospital I was like no it's not that simple like tell him what your brother did how much it was going to cost like that's yeah just you know expand the story so everyone's aware what is around and everything like that yeah just don't say like oh yeah I got bit Went to a hospital. My brother was there. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that, so bad. <laughs> our, our podcast would be like at least 10 minutes long. Not even 10 minutes. Everyone would be like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It would be like two minutes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, um... Yeah. I, have you, um, what other animals have you got? Oh no, because the last time I spoke to you, we said we was going to talk about, um, Speedy. Oh yeah, um, uh, no. basically... Actually, no, what we do, Trigger and Speedy, we do it on the, if you ever come on the third time, which you yeah. most probably will. Um, you said yeah. last time you had cats, was it? Yeah. Yeah, um talk about them if you want I'll, it'd be nice for Trigger and Speedy for a, a next podcast yeah I have pictures of uh, Trigger and the cats oh well you need to send them over I'll put them up yeah, yeah I got on the poster him and uh, Trigger and Soot used to be like best friends um, they would sit next to each other Trigger would lick him he'd lick Trigger you know they're basically grooming each other I... and 
I don't know what happened where Soot just stopped liking Trigger and would just chase him. <laughs> well, like it should be the other way around. The dog starts chasing the cat, not the cat chases the dog. Oh yeah, no, not Trigger. Trigger just wants to go into their little house or whatever and eat their food. That's all Trigger does. If he's got food, he's a, a proper man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he doesn't even care about the cat. <laughs> all he wants um, is the food. And if anybody wants to know, Trigger is my dog. It's not my actual name, I just go by Trigger. Oh yeah, sorry uh, to everyone. Um, yeah, that's her dog's name. We're not actually talking about yeah. Trigger, like a cat's going after a human. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm bad, um, I should explain that. On the last podcast and this one, but 40 minutes That's in, fine. and now you all know Trigger's an actual yeah. dog. It's the Trigger's name. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> but we do have, we did have another, I don't know if we still have them or not, because I haven't seen them in months, in like six months. Um, but Rex. One of our, uh, one of our cats. He's an, he's evil. I swear he's evil. Um, my dog even goes into their little house. This cat will wait for him to go walk out and just smack the hell out of him. No. How many cats have you got? Um, we used to have 19. Jeez. One ran away. And then all the other ones died of old age. That that um, that is a lot. Oh yeah. Is um. Yeah, they were basically they were mainly outside cats, and they just kept breeding, breeding, and breeding. Ah, uh, that's uh, why. And they end up taking taking them in and just getting them neutered or spayed and all that. Yeah. Um, and then it started dwindling when they started getting older, and you know. Yeah. But. Trigger basically protected the last five cats that we have. Oh, bless him. Uh, if there was a coyote in the yard, um, a deer, it didn't matter what it was, a bird, he would chase anything down just to make sure they didn't get to the cats. A protective and dog, I like that. Yeah, now that Trigger's gone, even more have started to be Because... Yeah. Trigger's no longer there to protect them. Yeah, the animals wise up. Oh yeah, that dog's not there. Let's go in. Have yeah. cats. Um, yeah, 19 cats. That's a lot. Um, when I used to work fully, not work, but when I'd done volunteering work for cat protection, um, I used to do it on a Sunday when I was a kid. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And um, there was about... 20 to 30 cats that it took me all morning to prepare their food, clean out their little um, area outside because there was built like little, sh- no, like when you go into dog shelters, if you want to get a brand new dog, yeah. they've got like their little sections. It was like that. Um, yeah. So I'd. That, Obviously, that wasn't horrible to me, the people. They actually gave me, like, at least four to five that I was clean out. So, that was pretty all right for me. And it saved them a lot of time. So, I was in there feeding them, uh, making sure they had water, cleaning them out. It was easy work. They gave me one cat, and he was a complete a-hole. He knew I was scared of him, because as soon as I put my foot in there, he was like hissing at me, putting his back up, and to get over and done with, I made sure that that was my first cat to get over and done with. Clean everything out. So then I got all the older cats easier to work then. But yeah. So how did you get that cat out to clean its kennel? What they've got, they've got in their like kennels, they've got an upstairs and like a downstairs. So oh, yeah. whatever side that that cat's on, you shut it the door on them. So it's like a little lever. 
before you go in, uh, you run down the side, because there's like a little gap. You throw a little treat in, and you run back, and you wait for that cat to get in. You, As you, where the um, little rope is, because there's a little rope from the door all the way to the front door where you are, before you go in. Yeah. And you untie it, and you wait for them to go in, and you let go of it, and it just shuts down, like a door in a castle. Um, so that's how we used to do it. Every single door. Smart. The um, little walkways isn't um, isn't huge. You have to be very skinny to get down them, but it always worked. And yeah. to get them out from the top or the bottom, you have to do the same procedure, but you have to wait quite a while. But normally, uh, nine times out of ten, we've done it one week at the top, then the other week at the bottom. That was pretty good anyway, because I was outside doing all their business, so. Yeah. No, it was, it was all right. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs when I was a kid, so. Yeah. Do I miss doing it? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, it was a good experience, and I wouldn't be here now telling this story and giving people ideas how to look after cats outside. Yeah. Um, this gave me ideas for the future in what I could do. Um, my dad actually took that same idea and when we had chipmunks, because we was breeding white chipmunks, black chipmunks and normal chipmunks, um, he actually took all these same ideas for what we had at the cat protection, used them on the doors. Yeah. We'd, we'd mainly done it in a winter to keep them nice and warm and let them out for about an hour outside in the Averys. Yeah. But yeah. The... Yeah, I was around every day, all day long. You know, they'll go into the garage if they don't want to be outside, they'll just sit in there. But they're usually just outside. Yeah, we Except get... for our fat that decide that they don't want to move ever. We had a um, mesh up, obviously, so you can see through. But when the wind hit, we had um, plastic uh, that went up yeah. um, to protect like from the rain, so the strong wind. It was like a little air holes, so still air getting in, but not as bad as it would have been. But yeah. nine times out of 10, I was indoors in their little heated house. So, yeah. Yeah, no. The amount of experience I've had with, between a lot of animals is unreal. Yeah. We had this one cat when we would have our heater when it was cold or whatever. Outside, whenever they were outside. And this cat would just sit in front of the heater. And her fur, it was like... She didn't care that her fur was singy. She didn't care. Wow. She'd just sit there and just basically burn her skin off. We would have to move her <laughs> away from her. Damn. And she would still come back and just sit there. I'm like, dude, you burned to death, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know about that one. Like, that cat trying to commit suicide is unreal. <laughs> She, I, I was pretty sure she, she had asthma because whatever she didn't have a like heat directed towards her, she would wheeze a lot. She would ee. All right. Maybe maybe she was comfortable near there then if she had asthma. Like. Yeah. So I was. That's what I was thinking, but I don't know. Completely odd. Um. Yeah, that's all I can think of. If she had asthma. Breathing. Unless you want to end it there and then. Just burn me. <laughs> I can take it. I'll be dead within she's five, ten minutes. She's itty bitty. <laughs> yeah, she's like, burn me. It will end me within five, ten minutes. It'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, she, well, she, she ran away one day. Like, she hid from me when I was trying to bring her back inside or whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't find her. And all I hear is, Right? <laughs> and I was like, seriously? 
<laughs> you're gonna hide, at least like be quiet about it. But that's how I found her. One way of um, finding an animal. <laughs> I am. Um... What's the others? Oh yeah, there's loads for you there. Um, ferrets. My brother had ferrets. Uh, Phil. Um, I, I didn't actually have time to hold them or whatever because obviously he was a lot older than me. Um, yeah. By years. But yeah, he used to have ferrets and everything. Um, but one thing, because I. Where I'm living now, I was thinking about getting ferrets, but one thing that uh, no one tells you about ferrets to stink, and you have to have to. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. My brother never told me. You will have to clean them out at least three, four times a day, or maybe more. Soon. Yeah. Soon as I found that out, I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not having one. Yeah, my uh, what was it? Sixth grade best friend had ferrets and oh my lord I don't think she ever really washed them or whatever but they stunk so bad that that's, it was like they just that, that's the problem like if you're around your animal all the time you don't realise how much they would stink if you if, if you was away from them like for a couple of days then she probably might have noticed but if she's around them all the time then but me being me, I'll turn around and say to her, look, clean that, because that stinks. I would say it right. I know... It's not like they just, like, we're just covered in piss all the time. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, nah, nah. Nah. That, that... Even, even though I like animals and that, but no, I ain't got that amount of time. Um, oh. For something like that. I've yeah. been... Having reptiles, yes, it is hard work, but it's a lot of fun. I know ferrets, yeah. they're a lot of fun because they like to get up to mischief and everything else, but geez, nah. Yeah, no, not bathing them so many times in a day. Okay. Um, anyways, but no, I don't, I don't do ferrets. Um, uh, they're gross. Fair enough. I uh, think they feel gross. I don't, I don't think they're gross, I just think they smell gross, and I don't have the time to, to be doing that. I wanted a ferret before, but no. Yeah, no, um, no, uh, they're just not for me. They're not for everyone anyway. Um, yeah. Right, I'm going to end it there. Um, thank you for coming back onto the podcast. Hopefully we can thank have you, you hopefully we can have you again soon. And thank you for everyone for tuning in. And we'll see you or hear from you next week. Well, you'll hear from us. We won't hear from you. (laughs) Right, I'll catch you guys later. Bye.